This gentleman I'm about to bring in, he is the pastor of Crenshaw Christian Center. He's married to the beautiful angel. He's the son of Frederick Price Sr. and Betty Price. He is the one and only Pastor Fred Price Jr. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. I am I am so excited about this book. I wanted to rename it The Unveil, but behind the scene, S-E-E-N is clever. So <laughs> we'll stick with that. Amen. We'll stick with that. Um, so you just got to tell me, you got to tell me, what provoked you to write this book? Well, I've been studying the spirit realm and the supernatural for about 15 years. And I always knew that I would write a book. Uh, There was a prophet in our uh, congregation. He's now uh, with the Lord. But he always said and prophesied that my first book would be on angels and demons and uh, and the spirit realm. So it was just a matter of time uh, for this book to manifest. Amen. And once again, the the title of the book is Behind the Scene. And um, uh, we're going to... come from chapter two today, uh, Angels and Demons and the Battle for the Human Soul. And this is so great. And, and let, me, let me tell you why. It's great because I've been saved for over 30 years now. I may have given my testimony 20 times. And because when I was coming up, I would wake up and I would be levitating off of my bed. I would be choked by things I couldn't see. So so from the time I was 12 to the time I was 21, I slept with the lights on and the covers over my head. I would put the covers over my eyes and have my mouth out to breathe. Wow. Yeah. So to see this book, you know, to have this book come out, and and thank God I've been delivered. God delivered me. He led me to the right church. Praise the Lord. But to have the... Amen. But to have this book, it means so much. It means so much. So I have to ask, what in your personal life made you feel that this this particular book was needed at this time? Well, if you go back to my childhood, I, I've had two encounters uh, with demons, uh, both before the age of 10. Since that time, I have not seen another one. I've not seen an angel. I've not seen anything spirit realm related, but those two experiences, of course, left an impression on me. Uh, Combined with the fact that I have always been into science fiction and fantasy, um, animation, things like that, and I never I never thought that the Lord was going to use my my great interest in those things for his kingdom purposes. And so when I think about all things mythology, when I think about all things superheroes, I'm like I'm like the foundation and the root of these uh, of these pop cultural icons, the foundation and the root of these things that people are so into is the scripture. It, it, it's the Bible. These things are rooted uh, in the biblical accounts that we read between Genesis and Revelation. And so, like I said, it was about 15 years ago. I was 25 years old. No, no, I was 24 years old, and I taught my first lesson on hell. And for me, it was like the floodgates were open. And so I began to immerse myself in what the Bible had to say about hell, what it had to say about heaven, what it had to say about spiritual creatures, 
And now fast forward 15 years later, look at what's happening in the world. One of the things that I cover in this book is that there is a, a battle going on in the real world, which is the spirit world, and what happens in that arena affects what happens in this physical realm. Amen. Where do you see the church going as a result of this book being written? Well, the, the purpose and the reason that I wrote the book was so that saints can be equipped, because that's the job of a pastor and a teacher to feed the sheep. And Amen. There's there's a lot of misinformation on this subject. There are a lot of assumptions that we've had, and these assumptions have no root and have no bearing in the Word of God. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to shed light on biblical truths regarding things related to the spirit realm and to the supernatural, and then show how the enemy has been successful. And, 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 and it's weird to even say that because, you know, Christ defeated him 2,000 years ago, but, but he's had these little mini successes, you know, against God's people all this time because of what we don't know. And so, you know, like I said, what's happening in the spirit realm affects what's happening in the physical realm. And, and believers need to know that there are things that we can do in the physical realm, you know, to affect things happening in the spirit realm. You know, but if we don't know these truths and, and we don't operate in these truths, then we can't reap the benefit, you know, and be the blessing uh, to the world that the body of Christ is supposed to be in the earth realm. So I, I think it's one of those subjects that's always relevant, you know, and this book is what I would consider resource material. It, 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 it can be a part of your, your study, um, definitely a part of your library, something that you can refer to, um, you know, years later because the information is, is, is so relevant. Can you give me one of those truths that we can actually apply it in our physical life that can adjust the spirit realm? Absolutely. You know, Hebrews 1.14 tells us that angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us who have inherited salvation. So if, if I've inherited salvation or if I'm an heir of salvation, meaning if I'm saved, then there are ministering spirits, there are angels waiting to minister for me. The question is, how do I get them to work on my behalf? How do I activate them? And the second question is, can I just get them to do whatever I want, whenever I want? Well, we can, we can, answer, the sec we can, we can answer the second question quickly. No, that's not how they work. Because Amen. the ministry of angels is not about me. It's about God and what God has done, is doing, and will do for me. Psalm 103.20 tells us that angels heed the voice of his word which means angels move and are activated when they hear the word of God spoken. So if I have ministering spirits waiting to minister for me, the way that I get them to move on my behalf, the way that I activate them is not to speak my own word, but to speak the word of God. Because when they hear the word of God, notice that the scripture doesn't say that they only heed his voice. The scripture says they heed the voice of his word. So when Amen. They hear the word, when they hear the word, that's when they move. And believers have the word of God, or we should have the word of God in our hearts. It should be coming out of our mouths. And so when we speak the word, listen, there are so many biblical examples of, of yeah. God's angels, God's angels helping people that didn't ask for help. They didn't ask God specifically for angelic help, but what they did was they were in the will of God. They were speaking the word of God and angels came to assist. And that's what wow. we as believers should be doing today. Amen. Once again, we're talking with 
Pastor Fred Price Jr. Crenshaw Christian Center, uh, first-time author, and uh, I think this book is going to change some minds, but sir, I, I really do, and it's, uh, it's called Behind the Scene. Um, so in relationship uh, to demons and, and them manifesting, do you fear people wanting to, um, I should say, uh, be being overly intrigued by the demonic realm and, and trying to see angels and trying to see demons, and uh, do you feel like it, like this will, will will skew their 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 mindset, or do you feel like it it will be something that they can um, actually pick up and um and just be liberated in? I, I would go with I would go with liberated because amen. <laughs> I, I I have to I have to admit there was a time in my life where I just mm-hmm. wanted to see I just wanted to see things supernatural. I'm like. Okay, God, here I am, you know, let discerning the spirits manifest so I can see some stuff. And, and the problem yeah. is, you know, the, the gifts of the spirit are not for the benefit of myself. They're for the benefit of other believers. So, so I was yes. wanting the wrong thing. I, I was even beginning to believe, you know what, I want this too much. That's why I'm not seeing it in my life. And I realized that it was, it was the wrong motivation. You know, I had the wrong purposes and reasons for wanting to see some things. So I backed up and said, okay, you know what? You've given me some insight on things related to the realm. I'm just going to teach on them. I'm going to study them. I'm going to write about them. And may people who are having these experiences, may they encounter me or encounter a teaching or encounter a writing so that it will be beneficial to them, so that it will be helpful and liberating to them. So I don't encourage anyone to just go out and go out and seek this stuff because – that's dangerous ground, and you could be opening the doors. But if you happen to be someone, I like to I, I like to say that they're just sensitive to the realm. Some people are just sensitive to the realm, more sensitive than others. Yeah. So th- this is this book. I do my best to cover everything. Now, now as I'm thinking about all the chapters, of course mm-hmm. there are other things I could have written about, which means I'm just going to have to write some more books. But I'm telling Amen. you, <laughs> this first book answers a lot of questions, and I know a lot of people that have had experiences, some kind or some type of experience spiritually, this book is going to be for them. They're going to be able to read a page and go, wow, that's the answer, or wow, I experienced that, or wow, my eyes have been opened. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, I'm with you on, on, on that note because my thing was I, I told a, um, a young brother a long time ago, I said um, – the problem that I had when 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 God started to really um, show Himself to me even more, and I said when I was going to get saved years ago, and I was being tormented uh, by demonic forces that I couldn't see or touch, I said I told him I said if I had it came to your church, I still would be in bondage. I said because right. you you guys teach a certain way, and I was telling them that in, in relationship to a lot of the hip hop artists today, I said we we're in a demonic age, and yeah. although. I, I love the cross movement. We're in the same city. We all know each other, you know. And um, I said, but a lot of those guys don't deal with this. They're straight, you know, you know, you get saved, we disciple you, you go forth. And I said, right. when you don't deal with the demonic side, they're still they're saved, but they're still oppressed. They may not be possessed, but they're oppressed, you know. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, and that's what's lacking in the hip hop era right now. 
They don't want to deal with the um, the spiritual side. It's but it's more than us just rapping. It's like sometimes I'm like, don't the Holy Spirit ever lead you to do X, Y, and Z or say anything, lay your hands or do anything? But what do you think about that? Well, you know, I understand that there are different um, uh, orientations in the body of Christ. You know, some some are continuous. They believe that you know the charismatic gifts are still active in the church today and some are cessationists they believe things have ceased and so you know i I, if if you have a particular belief and that's all you know and that's all you've been raised in you know i understand why you may believe a certain thing but you know i believe in the in, in in the the full counsel of scripture i believe that what god was doing in the book of acts he's doing today if he was using apostles and using you know his people then uh, in in the supernatural, in in the charismata, you know, then how much more do we need to see those things manifesting and those gifts in operation today? So, um, I hear exactly what you're saying, and you know, of course, that the enemy has, and this is what I mean by the fact that he's defeated, but he gets these little small victories, and he's got a lot of divisions in the body of Christ, uh, and lines and walls, you know, lines that have been drawn and walls that have been raised. So that we butt heads on doctrine and we spend so much time butting heads on doctrine that, you know, people are dying or, you know, baby Christians or lambs are, are, are not getting the proper nutrition that they need. And some of them are as soon as they in, enter the faith, they're leaving the faith because they become discouraged. Amen. Amen. That's that, that is so true. If you turn on your TV these days, it's like you have we used to screen what our children watched. Now we have right. to screen what we watch. Uh, you know, everyone having superpowers and 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 doing certain things. They, they, it's, it's almost like it's trying to acclimate us to to think that it's just normal. You know, floating or you having powers, tel- uh, te- telekinetic powers, and all these uh, other things. It's like it's making it norm to you to make us numb to demonic activity. You know, the manifesting themselves. Yes. Let me say this to, to exactly yes. what you just said. To exactly what you just said, all I'm going to say uh, is chapters five, six, and seven. When you get a hold okay. of this book, okay, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> See, I haven't even read it, man. I haven't read that far, but hey, I get. <laughs> yes, okay. Amen. All right. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. I, I, okay. Five chapters, five, six, and seven. Yeah, yes, um, what's going on today, like, what do you see that the church can do? Because st- you just can't dump everything on people, and I know that. Right. Where, right. Do, where, do, where do we start? You know what I mean? Where do we start? What do we do? Well, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it, saints have to be equipped. And, and mm-hmm. we as the equippers, that's, that's the ministry gifts, uh, especially the teachers, you know, we've got to we've got to gauge our audience. We've got to gauge our congregation. We've got to see where they are spiritually, so that we can know where to begin with them. Because you know, some of the stuff is kind of heavy. You know, like like a, a a baby Christian, someone who just got saved. You know, my book might it might be a it might be overwhelming. It might be overwhelming. So, mm-hmm. um, not not saying that they can't get anything from it. Not saying that it wouldn't be life changing for them. But once again. Shepherds need to gauge. They need to gauge the sheep. And uh, the information is needed. You know, God's people need to hear it. But there may be certain aspects or facets of it that they need to hear first. 
maybe on the lighter end before they hear the heavier stuff. Um, but the bottom line is that it needs to be heard. It needs to be taught, and it needs to be heard. And w- when that happens, the Bible says faith comes, and, you know, people are going to be stirred up. People are going to be, you know, impacted, you know, positively, you know, and for the kingdom. But for such a time as this, like I said, with what we see going on in the world, I'm telling you, in, in every arena, in every pillar of society, Satan's kingdom is 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 attacking. Satan's kingdom is planting their flag, and, and they have a foothold in these arenas. And, of course, because they have the, the ability to present themselves as, you know, angels of light, then that's why so many in the world are just accepting the mess that is that's that's produced and 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 promulgated throughout media and and uh politics and academia and all these like i said all of these different pillars of society so what i'm covering is 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 relevant to what we see happening today it was happening then it's happening today it's going to happen as long as uh the devil is the ruler of this world system yeah and um here uh out of your book it says um Appearances can be quite deceiving, however, so we need to be wise in distinguishing between beauty and what is actually goodness. And it's like you, in this part, you're going to you're giving a heed to the women that like like basically don't always go out with you know with the package which you see. The first thing we we look right. at is so um and that so what do you think women should do first? In that case, because it, it, it's, it, it's always going to be good-looking brothers, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, yeah. and good-looking sisters. So, so what is what we what should we be looking for first? Well, I mean, if I'm a person of the faith, if if, if I'm a if I'm a child of God, then mm-hmm. the first thing I'm the first thing I'm looking for is, well, well where's your faith? You know, Amen. It, to, to, to be honest, we we don't really need to to move further. If you're not on the same page there. Now, if we're not on the same page there, maybe maybe one party or the other is open to hearing the other regarding what they believe. You know, there's an opportunity to evangelize. But, you know, the Bible says not to be uh, unequally yoked. You know, the Bible says you know, not to have fellowship with darkness. You know, and fellowship biblically is like an intimate relationship, whether it's uh, socially, I mean, in a variety of areas. So, um you know, just because someone looks good, it doesn't mean that they are good. You know, the devil, exactly. can pre- he can present himself as attractive, but what's on the inside? And so you got to look on the inside. You've got to see what are those core values. Um, I always say, you know, interrogate. Like, you need to interrogate the person that is expressing interest in you. You know, men are men are to find a good and women are the goods that are to be found. And so when, when men mm. find a good, you know, like they, need to, they need to look for the good in the supposed good that they found and women being the goods that are found. Okay. If someone finds you, all right, now you gotta, you gotta open them up. You gotta, you gotta look at the, the spiritual guts, you know, the interior of this individual because the outside is not enough. And so, I mean, interrogation, beginning with where are you spiritually, and then we work our way from there. You know, then you need to be asking questions about credit. Then you need to be asking questions about jobs. <laughs> you need to be asking questions about mental health. All of this is real. 
Amen. And and our modern day our young ministers uh, today, um, I'm just I'm just seeing a, a lot online, even with attitudes. I don't know if you've right. seen this, but it's a lot of everybody's a coach. Yep. <laughs> but I'm, what I'm starting to see is that they ha- they're starting the bigger the crowds that follow them, they're starting to get an attitude change. They're starting to be they're, they're starting to become bitter. They're using the words dumb and stupid. Um, right. is, that some, is that something in your later chapters that address us and our attitudes, like how Satan starts to manifest with influence? Because I'm just starting to notice that our attitudes are changing. We don't, we, we're callous almost to people. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, do you address that anywhere in the book? Uh, I, a, a little bit, but not not really and, and I wasn't led to deal with um Amen. what could have what could have been a separate chapter because you know social media social media has really inspired exactly what you're talking about. And you know the problem is, you know, sheep without a shepherd or sheep trying to be shepherds and the Bible's clear that he's only given some to be. And so not Amen. everyone is a shepherd. Not everyone's a pastor. Not everyone is a teacher, but everyone thinks that they can be one. And they get a platform on social media, and like you said, now they're an expert. Now they're a, a you know a a a a, uh, a seasoned uh, a minister of the gospel. Now they're a life coach. Now they're this. Now they're that because of this platform that should be used for the glory of God, but but it's about self. You know, I mean, social media tends to be narcissism central, and Amen. because it is, because it is. You know, that's why, you know, people start feeling themselves, and then that's why you see these behavioral changes right before you online because of how they're feeling themselves as a result of all the attention they're getting because of this platform. So I don't go into detail in the book, but I do, I do talk about how, as a believer, if we're not careful and if our guard is not up, the enemy can use us and affect us negatively. Even though we're blood bought, blood washed, we're a child of God, but because we've opened the door, we've allowed him a foothold. We've allowed him, you know, place in our lives, and then we don't even realize we're being used by the adversary for his purposes. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you, like? Um, we see like today in our political arena, and I know a lot of people like to oh. stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm starting to see, I mean, I'm, Pastor, I'm starting to see black men, uh, I'm not starting this thing happening, but black men in the street uh, being murdered and people in the body of Christ are saying nothing. I mean, like right. nothing, like nothing's happening. Like, I'm like, are, I'm like am I missing something? And I had to actually, uh, when I spoke with uh, Creflo Dollar, I said I was actually happy to see that he actually had Mike Brown's, you know, family on and, and, and talk to him. I said, because I was, I was looking around like, okay, like, who's going to say something, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. In the climate that we are right now, in your book, does it touch, um, are, are we touching on anything that has to do with the, the mindset and the, of, of, of what's going on in the field of the country and the world? Um, I don't, I don't get political in, in this one and, and politics is, 
it's probably going to require a separate book because I have a very Amen. Partic- particular feel about politics and and the, and the place and the place that the church is is or the position that the church is supposed to hold when it comes to things Republican, Democratic, or any other party. Um, so I don't really I don't really engage it too much in this book now i do i do touch on how uh spiritual entities influence world leaders and how they influence those world leaders to you know make decisions you know i i focus um on daniel chapter 10 you know where, okay. where the bible talks about this this entity known as the prince of persia and yes. when you read daniel chapter 10 you find out oh the prince of persia is a spirit the Prince of Persia is, is, is an angel, and clearly he's an angel assigned to or was an angel assigned to the kingdom of Persia to influence the king of Persia. And this, and this trend is still happening today. You know, the devil has assigned ruling spirits to nations to influence government, to influence world leaders, to make decisions that further his agenda. While at the same yes. time, God has dispatched His agents as well, and the question is, who is that? Who, who is that president or that king or that prime minister, whoever is overseeing a nation or overseeing a region or whatever? Who who are they going to listen to? Who, who, whose words are they going to give heed to? So you know, I don't touch on uh, uh, you know race relations, um, culture, ethnicity. But I do have something in in I do have something in my magazine, and I'm ready to load it, and I'm ready to cock back the hammer and pull the trigger. But that wasn't <laughs> for this book. That, that that that's for another that's for another book. My, my hope is that this book opens the door for future writings because I got a lot on the inside of me, and and I'm ready to get it out. But no, I don't I don't I don't go into detail on those things. But like I said, I do touch on world leaders and how they are influenced by you know, spiritual personalities and, and spiritual uh, entities, you know, that are unseen. Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I just have to tell you, Pastor, I think this, this book is, is going to really help people. And I think it's going to help people because I know, I, as I said before, I know what I uh, went through. I, I do have mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of times, especially people with the prophetic call, because of you know what they deal with, a lot of things are open to them, and sometimes they're like, "Oh my God!" You're like you know, why do I hear voices? Why do I? <laughs> why is this happening? Why is that happening? And I think it's going to liberate uh, those who are are naysayers of the spirit realm. You know, like you know, like God, you know, God calmed all that down. I was like, no, it's still popping. It's still, it's yeah, still going on, exactly. you know. Exactly. And um, I think that uh, the book is going to uh, really, you know, set people set people free and put them on the, on the right direction. But one thing I do have to ask you, as uh, uh, I know you got to go, you know, you press for time. But um, what are you doing as a as a man of God that made God say, "I want to use Doctor Fred Price Jr. over and over again"? I think I'm just. I'm just in sync with his will. You know, when I think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, you know, not my will, but your will be done. And so if if Jesus said that, how much more do the rest of us have to say that? Not our will, but your will be done. So I want to please God. 
I, I want to be in my lane and I want to be in my assignment that he has for me so that he can use me to fulfill his purposes, kingdom related in this earth. And I believe that's, that's why I have been used. And that's why I'll continue to be used because I want to please him. I'm not about my agenda. I'm not about what I feel like doing or what I want to do. I'm about what he's doing and about what he wants to do. And so once again, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Christ in that, in that garden, not my will, but your will be done. And if we would all would just submit our will to his will and stop, and stop bucking against his will, then, mm. then we'll all be used. We'll all be used frequently. Amen. Amen. Pastor, if I know you got to go. Thank you for your time. All right. You as well. Give your family my love. Appreciate everything. Amen. Amen. God bless.